Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is Megan Martins, and she is going to be dropping a lot of gems. So if I were you, go grab a pen and a piece of paper or pull out your phone to actively take notes. But here is more about Megan. Megan has extensive experience cultivating amazing cultures and helping companies win employer choice awards year after year through fostering global, inclusive, engaging programs. She spent more than a decade helping high growth organizations navigate complex regional issues throughout North America, EMEA, E-M-E-A, L-A-T-A-M-A, which is like Latin American market, and APAC, which is Asian Pacific market. Having mastered the art of designing effective HR tech systems and internal employee initiatives in alignment with organizational strategy, she's on a mission to help businesses affordably cultivate world-class cultures. So without further ado, put your hands together for Megan Martins, where we will get into global expansion, the great resignation, and some other hot topics. Awesome. Thank you so much, Genesis. I'm excited to be here. My pleasure, Megan. And before we dive in, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. And you've done your homework, so there's two options you can choose from. We can do a rapid fire 10 question game or an icebreaker. What let's do you do? Thinking? Let's do a rapid fire. Okie dokie. And here is my version of my theme song. We're playing rapid fire with Megan and Genesis. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Question number one, what's your favorite day of the week, if you have any? Friday, so much to look forward to. Ooh, it's Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Question two, if you could trade places with any person, who would it be and why? Um, Jen Sincera, I think. Uh, She writes the books, You Are a Badass. And I've really started enjoying hers. I just listened to the You're a Badass Making Money. Um, and she just seems like she's got it all figured out. So that would be great. Ooh, okay. I love challenging my guests. So I would challenge you to reach out to her or her PR people and set up a virtual coffee or tea chat, just like from one powerhouse to another, just to kind of see what that conversation would be like. Are you up love for it. the challenge? It's done. I've already taken notes. Okay. What what date are you going to put on the challenge? Because we know in order to make challenges realities, we have to set a date next to them. I'm going to reach out to her by the end of next week and try to set it up in the next couple of months whenever she happens to be available. Okay. And let me know. I love it. Question three. What's your favorite color? Green. Question four. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? You know, I think I've been doing a lot of like 
energy work, learning, meditation. So I feel like if you could always just like instantly go to that, you know, and I think that just like takes a little bit of work, um, but have that mindset of just like inner calm at all times. Um, but you also need a little bit of the crazy to keep you motivated and going and, you know, the excitement in life, right? Oh, I love it. So when you say the energy work, so is it like along the lines of Reiki, meditation, chakras, or? Meditation and a little bit of um, chakras. So I like Mind Valley because they have the full gamut of um, like professional development, personal growth, um, you know, uh, money mindset, all of the above. Question five, what's one thing about you, Megan, that makes you a wild card factor? The first thing that comes to mind is um, my cooking. I like cooking, but I don't know that cooking likes me. So, um, you know, like I, I cook for the kids, maybe it's like even basic chicken nuggets and I'll wind up with like burnt black bottoms and I try to like trick them. Maybe they'll, you know, just notice the one side never works. So. Question six. Okay, you just hit the lottery. Cha-ching, cha-ching. In order to get the rest of your proceeds released to you, you must contribute to three charities of your choice. What charities are you contributing to? Well, right now I'm a member of 1% for the planet. So absolutely that. Um, I would also contribute to, there's so many, but just, um, probably a local um, charity that or supports um, providing individuals like entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs with um, support. Uh, and I think another one would be animals. I love anything animal related, humane mm -hmm. society. I love that. Question seven, what's your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Coffee and something else. Um, I would say, yeah, like a, a good uh, vodka soda or um, nice martini. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. When you said that, it I don't know why, it just made me think about a mojito. And I guess it's because we went to Perry's last night and the drink looked so scrumptious. I was like, I just want to like just stick my tongue in that drink but I can't <laughs> yeah and mojitos are delicious you should have have them make you a, a virgin mojito they could do that for you I tried I, I asked my husband I said well can I have a pineapple one just with no alcohol he said no you're you're fine with, with your sprite you're not even supposed to be having a having a sprite don't want people <laughs> judging us at the table <laughs> you know I used to bartend and one of the first like fake it till you make it kind of a thing. Um, first jobs that I had, um, this couple came in and ordered mojitos and they looked at me and they're like, this is the worst mojito we've ever had in our life. Like, okay, I, I bartended for a long time. So eventually I got better. Um, I can make you a good mojito sometime, but it's just. Ooh, you know what I started to do? Cause like when I would go out with like some of my girlfriends and I knew I couldn't drink, I would just say, oh, I'll have a virgin water and one. <laughs> one guy he was a, the waiter he just busted out laughing he's like are you serious what is that I said oh it's just like a like a regular water and just put some lemon and lime on it extra lemons and lime just so my drink could look pretty just as much as theirs like an umbrella a few cherries yes <laughs> question eight 
If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Sadhguru. I love his work. Yes. Um, Just brings like such a joy um, and um, humor to all the good life lessons. Question nine. What would your choice be? Dream car, dream home, or if if you're like me, who says you can't have it all? Let's go big and do both. Well, that obviously, Um, but... But I would say home. Uh, I'm not a huge car person, but I, I like feeling good when you walk into your home. And question 10, it's our pass or play question. Here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I'm gonna do pass and kick it over to you. Um, so I'm gonna ask you the same question as you asked me. Um, who would you wanna have lunch with if you could have lunch with anybody? Hands down, my dad, he passed in November um, of 2020. So just to have lunch with him and just tell him, dad, you're gonna be a grandpa again. And you know, just to just hold him and just hug him again would just be amazing. That's so sweet, yeah. Yeah. So thank you for playing rapid fire and hopefully the waterworks don't come. But if they do y'all, it's because I'm human and they're tears of joy. <laughs> so You'll get sympathy tears from me too. So I'll, don't worry, I'll follow suit. So now we're going to d- uh, jump into the meat and potatoes of the segment, which is your sauce, your jam and your expertise, Megan. So global expansion. So when you think about global expansion, what what is it that comes to your your mind when you think about how can we expand globally, but from a business perspective? that is doing it right holistically? Because we see sometimes that companies expand way before they're ready to really make that leap. And then there's certain policies um, that aren't in place like SOP, standard operating procedures. They don't have BCPs, business continuity plan plans. Their employees don't have what they need. So then instead of retaining those employees, they're losing employees. Then they have to spend more money in TND, training and development, and et cetera. And I feel like, okay, you have to be strategic whenever you're getting ready to expand, especially on a global level. Absolutely, and great question. Um, So there's a lot to unpack with just anything global expansion. And I always say it starts with compliance, number one. Like if you're planning on hiring somebody, how are you gonna pay them? How are you gonna legally employ them? Do you have an entity set up? If not, what are your solutions? And I've like, in the spaces where I've talked to other HR professionals, it's interesting because um, I was one of the only ones in in 2016, um, pre-COVID world, where um, was working on a globally dispersed, you know, remote team. And um, so that environment, we had folks like, you know, they'd say, I wanna hire this person and okay, great. They're, you know, in Croatia, we don't have a business like, you know, entity there, like, what do we do? And we have to kind of be scrappy. And a lot of the business um, leaders or just HR professionals in the space that I talked to, like, you know, a lot of, organizations already had these entities established. And so it's like kind of already running at full speed, but I've always been 
like one man show and you know HR, just a few of us. So um, there are ways to to do that to explain expand compliantly and you know not cost an arm and a leg. Um, and and then you know next thing you look at is just understanding, you know, cultural sensitivity. What's the language? And are you going to be inclusive when you're creating a workplace and a work environment? One of the things like that stood out to me always was we would have you know. Uh, Zoom calls and all hands company calls when it was five o'clock in the evening, you know, day after for in, in the US. And then it's like, wait, what time is it now? It's people are getting up at three o'clock in the morning in other parts of the world. So there's got to be a better way or at least like rotate it and make it a little inconvenient for us sometimes. You know, how do people like to be recognized and rewarded? All very different. Um, and, you know, if you give them, you know, you've got like Target gift cards as your handout, like, that's silly and you know, it's not gonna land. So make sure you, like I always recommend, you know, try to centralize where you can, um, centralize in systems so that everybody can, you know, communicate, know one another um, and you've just got all of that data together, um, but also, you know, customize and uh, you know, where you can. And, and so I think that's important is just to like, how do people wanna be treated how do they enjoy working and let them run with that? I love that. So this is what I heard is whenever you're thinking about global expansion, make sure you have a profit center set up. So what entity do you have? Do you have eyes and feet on the ground over there in, in the country that you want to hire, hire in? Understand what the culture is around there so you're not being offensive whenever you're hiring that individual. Make sure you're um, having workplace practices that are conducive for both ends of the spectrum. That is looking at time constraints. They're looking at um, dialogue. And whenever I say dialogue, how are you addressing that person? How are they addressing you? Because sometimes Americans, we could be very direct and blunt and other people are very, very passive or kind of go with the flow. So one thing that I would say, especially from my 15 years in corporate America, is really doing a personality assessment and understanding um, the strengths on the people on your team and how you work best across across the board as well as across the pond, I say sometimes. And then always be open to ask questions or have a dialogue that warrants 360 feedback, where you're giving feedback back to each other. And it is seen in a cohesive manner that is meant to really strengthen one another to really create those synergies. So I love that, Megan. Would you add anything else um, based on what I said? No, absolutely. A, a thousand percent um, agree with that. And uh, really, when you know, when you're creating those those dialogues, make sure you also understand, you know, who's comfortable taking surveys? What are those styles? Right. Like all of those things play into it. If you realize you're not getting a lot of feedback and, you know, an engagement survey or your personality style, um, you know, quizzes, then like dig in a little deeper, make sure you get to know people, you know, just build a rapport. And then another thing that I think will fit into the global expansion topic is the whole employer branding plus employer experience, because how an employer brands itself is what's going to drive some employees to want to work there. And like, for example, oil and gas is a male dominated field and who runs it? Older Caucasian male. So it's not a sexy job. And when you're the only one in that field, like for, for me, sometimes I was the only one that looked like me. It's, it's kind of like 
you take a step back. But if you make your your branding where it's like, okay, we're truly about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, and then you see that representation, then that employee will feel seen and heard. Or like tech, like think about tech companies, Google, Apple, and et cetera. They make their environment fun. They make their environment where ICs, individual contributors can also be in innovators. They get rewarded. They get perks up front, like they get equity in the companies and different stuff like that. So understand how is your branding and your message being conveyed to the employees and do the employees feel like your brand messages conveys internally as well as externally or feel free to um, rephrase the question Megan no I you know what I, I think you were even like the internal versus external is exactly what I want to touch on because it's so important when you're thinking about external branding or just employer branding in general you know at the end of the day who, who are you as a business uh, you know what's your ethos what are your values um, and is everyone upholding those values? Are your leaders at the top level of the organization um, living those company values day in, day out? Um, you know, what kind of programs do you have? And so it's never about creating an, uh, yes, you wanna have a brand, but I think you wanna align it with your, your employer, like with the actual company's brand. Um, I think that's always kind of exciting. And then you get like, the team is excited to be a part of it, you know, and just kind of infuse that the corporate strategy into the employee experience. And really, that's where you do the work for the employer brand, you know, Glassdoor, like you can't hide things these days. And I think that that even is critical, like, as a consumer, you know, people are, are smart. And, and, you know, when you look up a company, it's not just like the Google reviews, you also see now Glassdoor reviews and those kind of things. So you know, whether they're like, you know, walking the walk. And I think that's really important. I love that. And are there any other tips that you would like to share regarding um, employer branding as well as employee experience? Because sometimes the experience from other employees can deter someone from wanting to work at that company. Absolutely. Um, and so employee experience is really, you know, I recommend that every employer create a branded employee experience for their team. Like, here's what we're offering. Here's what we offer today, even in like some kind of a PowerPoint like presentation, um, just so they get to see, hey, here's all of the ways that we're supporting you, um, you know, professional development. Um, here's how we interact with the community. Um, but in terms of really making sure that we're attracting, um, you know, a broad and diverse group of um, applicants. Uh, I think, A, it's important to make sure that our executives and leaders are um, specific to like DEI, DEIB initiatives, um, that they are hiring and, um, you know, recruiting for diversity at the highest level of the organization. Um, because, you know, without that, I think it's, it's difficult to show, like from there you, First of all, we've all seen like the decade long studies that say employers that have, you know, diversity in background, um, you know, ethnicity, uh, gender, all of those different things, like life experiences um, have a far more profit profitable organization. Um, and second of all, you know, you wanna know whoever you are, whatever walk of life you come from, that you've got an opportunity in the organization, that there's a space for you there to be successful. Um, 
And now you can start recruiting and, and we've got diverse individuals with diverse networks. And so it only gets richer and better from there. Absolutely. And I love that that point because when you when you mentioned it, it made me think about different ERGs, so employee resource groups or COEs, center of expertise or excellence, depending on how your organization frames it. But right now, like I think um, we're in a society where everything is so polarized right now and people are leaving these jobs because of bad employees or because they have had a personal wake-up call and they realize that they're that they're valuable and they could become an asset for themselves versus a liability for a company where there will never be the CEO or et cetera. So now it brings us to the great resignation. So you have like global expansion going on where businesses are expanding, they're outsourcing and et cetera, because they could pay someone overseas cheaper than they could pay someone in the States. And then we have the great resignation and you hear so many talks about it and if you're not in the inside from like a HR perspective um, marketing perspective or etc you could easily get sucked up in this um, tunnel so from yeah. your expertise Megan what are your viewpoints and thoughts on the great resignation and do you think it's a cause and effect of global expansion or do you think that it's a cause and effect of the global pandemic I think, you know, it's a culmination of things, but I think at the core of it, honestly, is how we're treating people, what kind of um, environment and workplace we're providing um, for our team members. Because I can tell you, you know, uh, when COVID hit, obviously there were reductions in a lot of places. And unfortunately there were like temporary, there were furloughs, temporary layoffs where I was at as well. We even allowed some people to just kind of like, are you feeling comfortable and safe here? And if not, like, you know, do you want to, I mean, right when it first started, right? Like if you've got somebody at home that you're worried about, um, do you, are you comfortable coming in every day and being exposed? Um, so I, I think providing a workplace where people are valued is absolutely just at the core of it, because I can tell you that, that uh, we've, we had a great team and, and every one of those individuals, um, when we were ready to bring people back on board um, and ramp up production, came back. Um, and I heard recruiters saying, listen, you can tell very quickly the difference between employers that aren't doing it right and the ones that are, um, because folks are coming back, right? They want to work with you. So it all is so interconnected and, in, in, you know, providing that, that amazing work experience. And a lot of that too, I, I think the study that always uh, strikes me is there was a Gallup study that said 70% of whether an employee stays or leaves a company, it's based on the relationship that they have with their manager. So that's huge. And I think we all know that, right? Like we've had those where it just like sucks you dry if you have a bad relationship with your boss, exactly the life out of you. So, um, you know, I, I, I just think, uh, you know, having managers right, you know, the right person in the right seat, making sure that they're, you know, well-trained, that they're, that your team is being provided a consistent experience all of those things play into it um, and help with your employer brand, which in turn helps you be able to recruit more and retain your, your great talent. Yeah, definitely. Definitely that all of what you just said, Megan, <laughs> because when I think about recruitment, like, oh my gosh, recruiting classes are so expensive, especially if you're recruiting like entry-level college students, like 
you take you take them to breakfast you take them to lunch like they have all day meetings um depending on what industry they're in or you give them the swag and different stuff and then if they come and they stay with your organization for two years and then they're gone or if you have like for example where i came from they had tuition reimbursements and we had to like put limitations on because some people were just coming there and they were like oh yeah i'm gonna do my master's here and then once i get my master's see ya and they're they're gone (laughs) and you're like what the heck like Mm -hmm. so there are so many things like with recruitment talent then attrition because now more people are retiring especially with the volatile market like the baby boomers and the older people if that market looks good they're gonna take their money and exit stage left because they're not gonna work for free where do they do that at so you have a lot of factors to play in here and then you're like Oh my gosh. So you have knowledge walking out the door. You have these fresh young perspective people where they're like, I could work from anywhere. I don't want to be confined to this um, work environment if I can't telecommute or if I don't have a hybrid schedule. So it's like, oh my gosh, you're in a pickle fickle. So how do you um, work through that, Megan? So I say, you know, not easy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think, you know, like there, there's, there's a certain attrition rate just in the HR and recruiting community alone, um, you know, at this point, trying to like, you know, help organizations manage all of this and, and keep, keep good people and hire people um, and keep people retained. Um, so I'd say it's a challenge, but, you know, one of the strategies I recommend is, is doing a stay interview, right? Like, talking to people, making sure you know way in advance, are they planning to leave, right? And that's part of having that really great or, you know, um, rapport with a, a manager is like people feel comfortable saying, hey, I'm actually like, this is my preferred career path, you know? Okay, awesome. What can we do to get you there? And like, maybe you can hold on to them for another couple of years, you know, um, while you support them through that. So just knowing like everybody's different, everybody's motivated by different things. Um, so it's important to have those one-on-one, you know, questions. And if you've got people like flying out the door, you know, make sure you're doing exit interviews too, to understand why, what's going on, what's the source of it um, so that you can try to address it. I love that. So stay interviews, exit interviews as well. And then I would also say midterm onboarding, just check in like midterm to see where they are. And then whenever you're checking in midterm, ask them about their succession planning. What are their dreams or goals and their aspirations? Just so you can know how to actually plan that out based on, okay, their performance development, the business need, the structure, and et cetera. So if that's something that you can do for that individual, let's make it happen. If not, that individual knows up front. So then internally, they could be working on what their next step is going to be. And not that they're supposed to tell you if they want to leave, because then if they tell you that, who's to say that you're not going to push them out the door and come up with some ludicrous reason that, oh, the headcount is being reduced, we need to get rid of you, or whatever the case may be. Because I'm going to be the first one to say I was actually laid off in February 2021 from a Fortune 500 oil and gas company because we all saw what happened. Oil and gas prices tanked. Um, The market went to negative 37. A lot of crap happened. 
And have I went back to work? No, but what am I doing now? I'm doing my podcast and now I'm coaching. So I tell people, even though I'm a podcaster, I also coach on the side and I also have other brands that I do. But do I miss the oil and gas money and the perks of travel? Hell yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) All the frequent flyer miles and yes. But sometimes you just got to take a licking y'all and keep on ticking and just get your head in the game. Because it's not always going to be um, permanent. Sometimes it's temporary or as seasons change, it also allows us to develop personally and professionally. So I just wanted to plug that for anyone listening out there that just needs that support. 100%. I love that. And Megan, I'm going to throw you an audible because I want to be respectful of your time. So is there anything else that we haven't talked about that is in your wheelhouse based on your expertise that will fit well into this conversation? You know, I feel like we kind of covered the the full gamut here. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate you having me on. I'm, it's, it's been great chatting with you. Amazing. And now let's jump into the CTA. So what is your call to action for the audience today? Be kind, empower others, elevate those around you, especially in the workplace. Like we work a lot of hours a week and work shouldn't suck. So like, just be kind smile, have fun, you know? I love it. And how can they connect with you? Uh, Plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. Yeah, my website is popsenabled.com and I'm generally on LinkedIn. Amazing. Pops enabled is people ops, people (laughs) operations. I love that. It's (laughs) trending. When I thought about pops, I was like, oh, it could be a soda pop, but I know it wasn't. I was just like having fun with it. Or or like when I say pop, I'm like prepared on purpose. So I love how you say pops enable. So people okay. operations. You've given me so many ideas. So audience, Megan's contact information will be in our show notes. So make sure you scroll on down, read and tap in with her. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You can also find this video to the recording on our YouTube channel by going to GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp for video. And then lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for continuing to support the mission to bring on incredible subject matter experts, as well as topics that are educational, inspirational, and motivational, while of course weaving in my jam, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, which is D-E-I and B, because it does take all of us coming together to really create synergies and be effective. Now, the big ask from me to you is the need for sponsorship. If that is you, head on over to genesisamariskemp.net and click on the podcast tab to learn more info or send me a personalized email to genesisamariskemp at gmail.com to learn more info. And we are currently ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So until the next segment, next guest, Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day, and I challenge you to learn something new.
because knowledge is power and every day is a new day to make progress over perfection. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.